Welcome to the ByWords Show. I'm your host, Hannah Hughes. ByWords is all about equipping women for purposeful living by starting conversations, celebrating stories, and inspiring faith. In a world that applauds the hustle, I'm here to help you break free from the lies and come back to what really matters. It's time to get real, get rooted in truth, and come alive in relationship with Jesus so you can show up to each day with intention and confidence no matter where you're at in your story. Here we believe that embracing our stories brings hope, healing, and purpose to the process, and sharing our stories helps others do the same. Whether you're looking for a midweek faith refresh, practical tools for pursuing your dreams, or just need some good old-fashioned girl talk, you're in the right place. Grab your latte and let's dive in. Hello, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. So glad you're here today. Today is the day. And I, you know, I was thinking about what episodes I wanted to record, some solo episodes for this year. Hold on. My hair is being crazy. As I was saying, I was trying to think about things that I wanted to talk about. And honestly, lately, I have not been feeling my best, you guys. I have been struggling. I talked about in the last solo episode how I was struggling with postpartum depression. And I just figured, you know what? Why don't we just sit down and talk about it? Just be really real about it, you know? I've got my gingerbread latte here. And I just figured we'd sit down and chit chat because I don't want to show up and just make something up or like force something out that won't even be sincere or helpful or encouraging to you. I just want to be real about where I'm at. And maybe if you are struggling as well, then we can just, (laughs) we can be in the struggle together. How about that? (laughs) So if you don't mind real quick, screenshot this episode. Let me know you were here. I love getting to see who's listening. It's so much fun. And bonus points. If you really love the ByWords show, would you please leave a review? It really helps us like reach more people and grow, build our audience and encourage more women. So it just means so much to me when you guys leave a review, just leave a little love note. I just love that. Fills my cup. So let's get into it. Postpartum. Wow. Rough. Um, At first I was like, I don't know if I should make this episode because I know not everybody that's listening is a mom. Maybe it's not relatable. Not everybody experiences struggles postpartum. I mean, postpartum is a whole thing, but I just feel like why not? Let's just talk about it because whether or not you're a mom, whether or not you struggle postpartum, everybody has seasons where they're not feeling their best, right? I feel like everybody can relate to that at some point or another in their journey. And so I just wanted to kind of like peel back the filter for a minute and just give permission for us to be in the process. I'm giving myself permission to be in the process instead of feeling like I have to continue to show up or pretend I'm okay or, you know, fake it till you make it. I just, I'm not for that. I, I disagree. I don't subscribe to that. I decided to go back to counseling. Today was actually my first session. I just got home. And first of all, I love my counselor. I feel like she's just the best person in the world. Like she's just very real. I can be honest with her. She has heard everything that could come out of my mouth, just taking all the crazy, all the hard, all of the junk and just helped me make sense of it. Um, as well as my faith, which is really cool. And so I had a session with her today and I just left feeling so encouraged and so much lighter because I feel like for a while I, well, first up, let me back up and say, I am currently on antidepressants. Let me just break the stigma right now. Everybody, not everybody. I have heard quite a few people talk about though in my in my time struggling with mental health issues. I've heard so many people talk about how you should just trust God and not get on medication. And here's the thing. There's no shame 
Like you wouldn't, I've heard my friend Callan actually, who's been on the show told me once you wouldn't shame a diabetic for taking insulin, right? So why is there, why would there ever be any shame for someone struggling with mental health or any kind of challenge to get the help they need, whether that's medication, whether it's counseling, whether it's, you know, whatever that looks like. I have been on medication before. I was on medication when I was in high school and college. And I have been to rehab for my eating disorders. I have been counseling on and off through the years. And I just feel no shame in that because it has changed my life. It has brought so much healing to my life. There should never be any shame around that. And if you do feel shame about struggling or needing help, can we, I just want to break that off of you right now, because this is actually what I was talking with my counselor about today. This shame that we sometimes feel to show up and be perfect. Or like, I feel like I should be more motivated. I should be doing more. I should be better. I should be happier. I should be healthier. I should be further along. I should have more followers. I should be growing more quickly. Like all of these pressures that we put on ourselves create this endless cycle of not being good enough. So like what I have been struggling with is this lack of motivation. And again, I did get diagnosed by my psychiatrist with postpartum depression. I don't feel sad or depressed necessarily, but my anxiety has been at an all-time high. And I've also just felt not motivated. Like I just don't have the energy and motivation that I used to. And so for me, that's been a real challenge because I'm a very like achiever, go, 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 goal-driven, outcome-driven, results-driven personality. And so it's been very weird for me being in a season where I know my body and my mind are telling me to go slow. And I have gone slow for what, five months now? Della is about to be five months this week. So yeah, crazy. But I feel this tension of needing to do more, feeling like I I need to be doing something. Like I feel like I should have more activities for my kids or I should have more structured routines with my health or my exercise or whatever. And what I was processing with my counselor today was this idea that there's nothing actually wrong. I feel like a lot of my stress and anxiety is coming from the place that I finally let myself be, which is this place of rest and going slow. And I'm so not used to it that I feel so unsettled. It's like, oh no, I feel like I should be doing more. We don't have to. Like, I feel like social media culture has given us this narrative that women need to be doing the most all the time. And if you're not, it's like, don't waste your life. This is your one time to live. You'll never be in your 20s again. You'll never be in your 30s again. You'll never, you know, be in this season of life again. Don't waste it. Do everything you can. And it's just so exhausting. I don't know if you feel that, but for me personally, I have just felt so drained by watching all of these people online doing the most. And I'm just not in that season. And that's the thing. It's very, very challenging when we are surrounded by voices and other people's lives, we're just constantly watching the highlight reel of other people's lives. And it makes us feel like we should be doing more. That for me has put me in the shame cycle that I was talking about. So like for me, what I am trying to process through right now is feeling unmotivated and then feeling bad about not being motivated. And then I just get stuck in the shame cycle where I start comparing myself to other women who I see online. It's like, oh my gosh, she's able to do so much more than me. And she has more kids than me, or she's so much younger than I am doing way more. She's so much further along. And look at me over here doing nothing. 
five months postpartum with my two kids and I'm barely growing and I am not like where I want to be physically or mentally or emotionally or in my business or in whatever. Basically, what my counselor was saying was shame is never going to be a good motivator. And this is, it's so crazy. Like this is stuff that I have taught about in the past. Like you guys who have listened to my mindset episodes or any teaching on mindset that I've shared, usually I talk about how any shame-based motivation is never going to get you anywhere. It's not going to last long-term. It is not sustainable. It's not effective in the long run. And I'm kind of relearning that for myself right now, which is so interesting, right? Because I've been in this headspace lately of feeling like I should be better, feeling like, oh, I don't want to be on medication and I won't be forever. I know it's temporary. I know it's just a season and that's what I need right now to help myself process and heal and get to um, a place where I'm healthy and ready to get off of them. But I have just felt like so down on myself, like very critical of myself about that feeling like, oh, I shouldn't have to deal with this. Like, what do I need to do to get better? And I thought to myself, okay, what would I say to my clients, you know, who are struggling with mindset? And I know that my thoughts control my feelings, which control my words, my desires, my actions, and my overall behavior, right? But along with that, the struggles of postpartum and the struggles of hard seasons and transitions and whatever, like just hard moments in life are going to be contributing factors to that. And so I'm kind of relearning for myself, okay, what is it like to be in a challenging season and also steward my thought life and give myself a lot of grace? I'll be honest with you. Most mornings, I'm not waking up feeling 100%, doing affirmations, getting my workout in, reading my Bible right away. Most mornings, I'm waking up feeling very tired, reaching for my phone or being woken up by my four-year-old or my baby and just feeling like I can't catch up sometimes. And I've just gotten to this point where instead of shaming myself for that, I'm realizing this is where I'm at and I'm just going to work with it. Instead of pressuring myself to do things differently or be different or like, I guess, operate as if I'm in a season that's different than I'm actually in. That's not serving me. I hope that makes sense. I guess I'm just realizing I cannot expect myself to be operating like a single 21 year old with no kids who has all the time in the world to create content, hitting my 10 step routine in the morning every day. Like that's not realistic for me. That's not sustainable for me right now. And that's okay. Whenever we put pressure on ourselves to operate as if we weren't in the season, I guess it's kind of like resisting the season that we're in. It doesn't do anything for us, right? It just makes us feel shame. It makes us feel not good enough. It makes us feel like a failure sometimes. We have anxiety. We feel unsettled. And a lot of the time that comes from comparing ourselves to other women who are in different seasons, who are able to do different things than we are because they're at a different stage of life. They're at a different stage in their mental health. They're at a different stage in their faith journey or in their marriage or in their relationships or career. And it's just not fair for us to look at ourselves and measure ourselves against people who are in a different season and expect us to be able to operate the same way. You know what I mean? And I've just realized I've been doing that. I've been looking at moms, looking at other girls who are just growing so fast on Instagram, for example, or um, just having so much success in their business or their podcast is growing, or they just feel like they're thriving with routines with their kids and like 
I just don't have it all figured out right now. I'm in a very transitional season. I am adjusting to having two kids. I'm adjusting to having one kid in school, working from home, my husband working from home, you know, other changes that are going on. We're preparing for some other upcoming things. And my season and my life are just different. And the cool thing is that I'm I'm kind of relearning right now is that purpose obviously is well I say obviously but like I am I'm having to consciously remind myself of this right now purpose is not one size fits all it's not it's going to look different for every single person in every single season in every stage of life in every you know challenge that we face in every relationship like there's no way that we can take our life and put it right up next to somebody else's and compare because there's just there's no comparison. I um I was reminded of this the other day actually. I went to this outpatient rehab program when I had an eating disorder when I was in high school. And I had this nutritionist slash therapist. She was amazing. And one day I was in her office and I was just talking to her about how I just felt so inadequate and so insecure about my body. I wanted to look like this girl. I wanted to weigh this much. I wanted to be, you know, X, Y, Z, comparing myself to all these other girls that were considered beautiful, successful, happy, whatever. And she was like, Hannah, you are comparing lions and giraffes. And I was like, okay, explain. (laughs) And she was like, if you spend all of your time comparing yourself to someone who's can't, can't even be compared to you, like you're two different people, you are going to miss out on all of the strengths that you were designed with. So in this situation, she was like, if a lion is comparing itself to a giraffe, oh my gosh, they're so tall. They're so thin. They're so like, they can reach all the way up there and I'm all the way down here. Then the lion is going to start wishing they were a giraffe thinking, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to reach up there. When in reality, if that's their focus, I mean, hello, a lion can, is so strong. It can run so fast. It can do things that a giraffe could never do. Right. But if the lion (laughs) go with me, spends all its time focusing on what it's not, it's going to miss out on everything that it was designed for, all the unique things and all of the purpose in its own unique design. And that's exactly what I was doing. I actually have a tattoo to symbolize that because it was really a pivotal moment in my life where I realized I am comparing things that, that can't even be compared, right? Like there's no way I can put my life next to somebody else's and measure to see who's better. Because what, like, what are we trying to achieve when we compare? What are we trying to tell ourselves when we are shaming ourselves, criticizing ourselves or our work or our relationships and feeling like if I was only blank, then I'd be better. Like what, what, what is the end goal of comparison, right? We always do it. I feel like, I feel like we do this subconsciously, right? we start scrolling or we see somebody while we're out or we have a conversation with somebody and we start to feel jealous or we start to compare or we start to feel insecure about things that we're not or ways that we aren't there yet. And all of a sudden, we just shrink back in shame. We start hiding and we stop using our voice and speaking up. We stop using our gifts. We feel like we don't have anything to offer. It's just this endless downward spiral of lies. It's a trap, you know? And I've just been trying to process this, especially after my counseling session today. Comparison. Okay. My counselor also told me this once. Comparison 
can be helpful if we are using it as a way to grow, right? Where it's like, okay, this is a person I admire who's further along in the journey than me in their career or in motherhood or in marriage, whatever it looks like. You can learn by comparing and contrasting things, right? That's a tool. That's fine. As long as it is for growth, like constructive criticism, I guess, that's fine. But the thing is, most women that I know, especially myself, are not using it that way. Most of the time, we are using comparison as a measuring stick to see whether we are better or worse than her. And that is so toxic, okay? That is toxic because number one, in this social media world, we've become so obsessed with knowing where we're at. Like, how do people, where, where do we fit, right? Like, where do we fit on the scale of people who are happy, successful, healthy, pretty, whatever? We're constantly looking for ways to affirm what we believe is true, right? It's that confirmation bias idea. I've talked about this before in the episode about things I learned in therapy, actually. Confirmation bias is when your brain literally looks for ways to confirm what you believe is true. So the very, very, very basic idea is that, okay, let me, let me use a personal example. Okay. So this is one, like when I had my eating disorder struggles, if I believe that I am fat or I am not pretty or whatever, whatever insecurity that I was comparing myself to other women about, then I am always going to be looking, my brain is going to be looking for ways to help me confirm that belief, right? So if I see a girl who's skinny, I'll be like, oh, I'm not as pretty as her because I'm bigger than her or whatever. Same with like, this is a silly example, but it's one that I've heard people use a lot when they talk about confirmation bias or this idea of confirming what you believe to be true. It's like what you think about, you just start seeing everywhere. So have you ever started talking about a certain car with somebody? Have you heard this before where it's like you start thinking about a car, you talk about like, oh, I really want this car or I like this car. And then you start seeing it everywhere. (laughs) I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I have heard so many people talk about that. And it's like, yes, of course, because your brain is actively looking for ways to support you. That's its job, right? Our, Our body is designed to support us, to protect us, to keep us safe and to keep us in a thriving environment where we can grow. So With good intentions, our brain is going to be looking for ways to compare and contrast things. It's going to be looking for things to confirm what we believe to be true. It's going to be looking for ways to prove to us that we are either safe or unsafe at all times. That's just how we're wired. That's why it's so important to be aware of our mindset and how we are stewarding our thought life. And the crazy thing is, y'all, as I've been going through this postpartum journey, At first, I was putting so much pressure on myself to figure it out, like to get better. I'm like, come on. I just need to get off medication. I need to just feel better. I just need to lose weight. I just need to whatever. Like, I just need to make better content. I just need to do all these things. And today, what I realized was I am measuring myself against all these other women who are what I believe successful, happy, healthy. And rather than motivating me or encouraging me, to continue showing up and being my best and happiest, healthiest self, it makes me feel shame. And then I shrink back. I start to hide. I start to feel like a failure. I start believing, oh, if I'm not as good as her, why do I even try? And that is such a lie and a scheme from the enemy. And I just, I just wanted to talk about it because whatever season you're in, whatever struggle you're facing, the enemy is always going to try to convince you that you're the only one and that there's something wrong with you, that you'll never get through it, that this is the end. And it is not. 
Okay. I'm like literally telling you the things that I am trying to speak to myself and remind myself of this truth. As I was sitting there with my counselor today, she was making a list. We like, she, it's great. We do these like expo board exercises where she like has me list off things or as I'm talking, she'll like make notes and then reflect it back to me so I can actually understand what I'm speaking about. It's amazing. Um, but today she was saying like, tell me all the things that you feel like you're not enough, like all the areas that you feel like you're not enough. So I started listing off all these things that I feel like, oh, I'm not doing well enough. I'm not doing this well enough. I'm not good enough in this area. I need to do more. I need to be better. And then she was like, okay, well, tell me the moments where you feel proud of yourself. Like, what are some things that you know you're good at? So I told her, I feel like I'm a good friend. I feel like I am really intentional about the way I show up for people. I love connecting people. I love creating community. I feel like I'm good at that. And she was like, okay, well, that's amazing. Tell me about a time where you felt like a good mom. What moments do you feel like you're a good mom? So I started saying, oh, like when I'm having a conversation with my son and we're just playing together, no distractions and we're laughing. And I just feel like, oh, I'm so proud. Like, I just love that this is our son. I love that this is our daughter. You know, those moments where I'm not distracted by anything and I'm totally present in the moment. She's like, okay, what moments do you feel like you're a good wife? And then going on, what moments do you feel like you've done really good work? What moments do you feel really proud of your body? And I started listing off those things and she made a separate list. And then she turned it around and showed me so we could compare and contrast. And on the side where I felt shame, it was all of these things that I thought were motivating me to be better. But actually, it was things that were making me feel shame and absolutely stifling my motivation. On the other side, it was the things where I felt really good. And it was things like being present, community, taking care of my body, when I make healthy choices or when I move my body, when I show up for people, when I make connections, when I plan fun things for me and my husband, like dates or time with our kids, family days. And I was like, whoa, that's so crazy because I was trying to motivate myself with the shame of all the areas I felt like I could do more or be more. When in reality, those are the things, the pressures, the comparison was actually stifling my productivity, my motivation, my self-confidence, all of that. And then on the areas where I felt confident and, and successful and happy, like the things I felt like I was succeeding in, the areas that I felt proud or content in were so simple. And she was like, these are the things that you need to be doing to motivate yourself, like more of this. And it was crazy looking at that list because it's such simple things. You know, I feel like a lot of the time we get into these, um, we start thinking, oh, I have to do all these crazy extravagant things or these big goals and to really do something that matters or have happiness or success and health. And most of the time, that's not the case. A lot of the time, it's really, really simple things that really matter to us and motivate us. So all of that to say, <laughs> right now, how I'm helping myself cope with postpartum depression and other struggles are focusing on the really simple things that actually keep me in a motivation cycle. And I'm not just talking about with productivity. I'm talking about like motivating me to take care of my body, to take care of my mind, to prioritize rest, to prioritize my relationships and stop focusing so much on the pressures that I put on myself to be in the social media world or to do more or make more money or have better stuff. Like that stuff is never going to lead to fulfillment anyway. I actually had a coaching call 
recently, I hired a coach to help me and um, we were talking through some social media strategy stuff. And she was like, I just got to be honest with you. You're never going to have enough followers because if you get to 10,000, you're going to be like, yay, that's amazing. But then you're looking at all these girls who have a hundred thousand. And then if you get a hundred thousand followers, you're going to be like, but look at all these girls who have a million followers. Like it's never going to be enough. There's never going to be an end when it's motivated by shame and comparison and feeling like you're not enough. It's just been like this light bulb moment for me going off lately of just, it's finally clicking that I have been feeling like if I really want to feel better, I need to do more. But actually, if I want to feel better, I just need to continue doing the things that fuel my spirit, soul, and body because those are the things that are going to bring healing to me. Those are the things that are going to motivate me, encourage me, remind me why I wanted to show up in the first place. And so those are the kinds of things that I'm going to be focusing on or, you know, just like I'm, I'm giving myself so much grace and where I would normally put pressure on myself to create a game plan, set goals, do action steps and that, 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 that like very regimented and strict and legalistic. I'm not like, I'm just going to focus on doing more of the little things. Like kind of what I talked about my goals for this year is doing less. Well, I really just want to learn to be so present in the simple things, because I used to think that the big stuff, the huge accomplishments and the goals and the dreams being done, like all of that was going to be where I felt most successful and happy and proud and fulfilled and content and purposeful. And those are amazing. Like I, I love those moments and I, I think it's so fun to get to be in the process with other women who are on the way to those mountaintops, you know, and do it together. But when we start thinking that those are the end goal or those that are the, the end all be all, we miss so much. I have missed so much um, because I have just put so much pressure on myself when I should have been giving myself grace and patience and protecting peace and cultivating peace in my mind and my body and my relationships and being okay with the fact that I'm still in the process. And these little moments here are just as important as the big moments of accomplishments and achievements, right? So if you're in a struggling season right now and and things feel hard and you are comparing yourself to other girls who seem like they've got it easier or they've got it better, or they are, you know, doing better than you, Just take a moment and see what you're actually trying to tell yourself. Why are you comparing yourself to them? Are you trying to see if you're better or worse? Because that's just going to make you feel shame and it's going to make you feel like a failure. It's going to make you feel, it's going to make you miss out on the truth of who God actually created you to be. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for myself. It's just a, it it just makes me sad to think that we give so much headspace and power and authority to the lies that the enemy tries to tell us when God is over here (laughs) using our circumstances or our relationships, or even the things we feel in our body to tell us, Hey, it's okay to slow down. This is what you need in this season. And it's okay. You don't have to wrestle to make something of yourself to matter or to be important or to do important things or purposeful things. It's like once we finally realize that measuring ourselves against other women is not going to give us the clarity for our purpose that we think it will, we can finally let that go and get free and focus on those moments that actually will be fulfilling for us, that will remind us of our purpose because... I feel like I say this in every episode. I'm so sorry if this is repetitive, but I really do feel like there's this theme of simplifying that God is trying to get through to us. Because in this world where 
there's just continually more, 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 more. There's more technology, more access, more, you know, craziness and busyness. We are just constantly consuming more and more. And I feel like God is bringing us back to this place of simplicity and remembering that all the extra stuff is great. It can be helpful. It can be, you know, whatever. But that's not the main thing. The main things are actually really simple and beautiful. And a lot of the times they're missed because we're so focused and distracted on the other things. So in my postpartum season and beyond, I am trying to learn this year just to give myself grace, to be patient in the process and be present in the process. The shame I feel from comparison and the pressure I feel to do more or be more is not serving me. And it's probably not serving you either. So I think it's about time we shake that off and get real about the things that we actually feel contentment and fulfillment in because a lot of the times those things are what are going to point us to our purpose. So I hope this was encouraging to you. If you are struggling, just know you're not alone. If you're in a postpartum season, if you're struggling with mental health, if you're struggling with just not knowing what's next for you or figuring out what the right steps are, it's okay. Like let it let it be let it be slow sometimes. Let it be simple and just trust that God will reveal himself even in the small things that seem so insignificant and little and and maybe even unexpected because there's so much there. And I think more than anything this year, I just want to commit to being present so I don't miss that. So yeah, that's just a little bit of what's been going on in my noggin lately. Welcome to my brain. <laughs> I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of The Byword Show. I love having you here and I am truly so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here and quick favor. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a second to leave a review? It really helps our community grow. If you want more, you can shop my books Waking Up and Love Is at thehannahughes.com or on Amazon. And be sure to join my email list for all the latest news. I can't wait to chat again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come connect with me on social media and remember, I'm cheering you on.